Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. So I'm reading this from npr.org. One of my favorite characters. And when I say favorite characters, I mean national embarrassment. Alex Jones is found liable over Sandy Hook hoax conspiracy. A Texas, remember Texas is a is a very far right leaning state. A Texas judge has found InfoWars host. And conspiracy theorist Alex Jones liable for damages in three defamation lawsuits brought by the parents of two children killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre or for claims that the shooting was a hoax. Judge Maya Guerrera in Austin, home of InfoWars, entered default judgments against Jones, InfoWars, and other defendants for what she called their flagrant bad faith and callous disregard. Very well written. Well spoken. Of court orders to turn over documents to the parents' lawyers. The rulings were issued on Monday and released on Thursday. Cases now head to trial for juries to determine the amount of damages Jones and other defendants will have to pay their families. I hope that they have to give up every single nickel that they have. If you go to uh, Celebrity Net Worth, Alex Jones is worth about five five M's. Is worth five million dollars. I hope that his net worth is negative five million dollars. When the lawyers and accountants and judges, I hope, I hope they run wild on his arse. There's a term they say they say in jail. They say the judge ran wild on you. You know, if it's a trap term, you get caught with the cook up. You get caught trapping, you get caught doing some type of crime, some nefarious activity. You get caught for tax evasion. You get caught for racketeering, you get Rico. And then, man, they're like, man, the judge gave you a football jersey number. He hits you with the he hits you with a linebacker number. He hits you with 55. He hits you with the Randy Moss. He hits you with 84 years. Alex Jones isn't going to go to jail. But I, I I hope that he ends up sleeping under a bridge. And then he could tweet about his conspiracy theories from from a a local underpass on on I-35. I think I-35 goes through Austin. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on 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 the on the highways that go through Texas, Waco, Austin, all those places west of Dallas and Houston. And I bring up Alex Jones, not because I have personal vitriol for him, because I don't really care. The, 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 the premise of all of this stuff is that InfoWars is entertainment. Breitbart is entertainment. Newsmax is entertainment. And it's not just them. On the, on the right, you got people like Lord Jamar, who say COVID isn't real. You got people like Pete Rock, who was once my idol, that say that COVID isn't real. You have a whole lot of hip-hop artists, T.I., yeah, a whole bunch of people. They say the COVID in the real is just a scam. 
So you have you have people f- politicizing conspiracy theories. Rather, it's nine eleven. Rather, it's Sandy Hook. Rather, it's the Vegas shooting. Rather, it's COVID nineteen. Rather, it's the 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 space program, which which I'm actually a part of that conspiracy theory because I don't I don't believe that man landed on the moon in 1969. But that's another conversation for another day. I've always said that that was a studio in Burbank, so I guess I'm a part of the problem, not the solution. But the difference is, if I don't believe that the moon landing is real, that doesn't impact anyone's life. <laughs> if I'm telling, and Alex Jones is one of those people that's an anti-vaxxer, against vaccinations, it is a difficult discussion for me. COVID has touched my family. Seen what COVID does. I mean, COVID has touched all of our families, but we've, we've seen what COVID does to people. There's so many anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists. And, and I just say, you have to make up your, your mind. I was listening the other day. I'm driving back from Huntsville, Alabama to Nashville, to Paragon 7 Studios, home of, home of the Lanche Day Radio Network, sponsored by Episource, sponsored by U.S. Hunger, Sponsored by Engage in Health. Sponsored by Insight in Health. I'm driving back and I'm listening. So I didn't know, I didn't know that that Clay Travis wasn't on Fox anymore. So he's been promoted. So they he's he him and somebody else are, are in the Rush Limbaugh time slot. Now I'm a I'm a Limbaugh guy. I learned a lot about I don't I don't see that's the thing about me. I don't have to like your politics or like what you're about. I abhorred Limbaugh's politics, but I've learned a lot about Limbaugh was a goat at radio. You don't have to like him. You might have thought that he was a reprehensible human being, rest in peace. You might just disagree with his politics, but he was a he was a radio savant. And a lot of my monologue style and things that I've learned from listening to Russ Russ Limbaugh over the years. He was great at what he did. But in my opinion, this is my opinion. He epitomized being a false prophet. And there's so many false prophets that tell you what to do. They live their life. And you listen to them because you trust them. You believe in them. You support them. You love them. You idolize them. You want to emulate them. But people give you bad advice. Or people give you advice out of the lens that comes from their body, their medical records, their wealth. And you have the Alex Joneses of the world, or you have on the other end, the 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 hip hop conspiracy theorists, because there are a whole bunch of those that will tell you over and over how to live your life. The false prophets that tell you what to do, what to eat, where to go, who to vote for, who to support, what to listen to, us versus them. Either you're with us or 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 you're against us. They'll do that repeatedly. And at the end of the day, Alex Jones on InfoWars is entertainment. Some people call him a snake oil salesman. I've seen that on on the internet. I always think that that's a a funny thing. Some people call him a charlatan. People call him all sorts of different things. But at the end of the day, Alex Jones is an entertainer. Just like Sean Hannity is an entertainer. Just like Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace, was an entertainer. And at the end of the day, 
these people are paid to push an agenda by by their station. They're paid for clicks. They're paid for advertising. They're paid the more out the most outlandish thing that you can say to get people to listen. Another segment. Howard Stern is the master of this. That's what they're doing. If you think that Alex Jones cares about your well-being, then you're dumber than I thought you were. If you think that Don Lemon cares about your well-being, you think that Don Lemon cares if your family lives or dies with coronavirus? Are you out of your mind? You think these people care about you? They do not care about you. They're here to sell product. They're here to get paid. They're here to generate listenership. I'm in a different lane. I don't tell you what to think. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I talk about COVID all the time on the show. I have a background supervising a billion dollar, more than a billion dollar portfolio for, for healthcare and medicine, but I'm not a doctor. I haven't treated COVID. I've been in the ICU and seen COVID firsthand, but I haven't treated it. I don't have all the answers. Fauci doesn't have all the answers. Like I was saying earlier, I was listening to Clay Travis. While I was driving back from Huntsville and they were getting on Fauci, talking about Fauci's fraud, Fauci's stupid, Fauci is, is a leftist. It's us, it's, it's, it's Fauci versus you. Fauci hates you. Fauci doesn't want you to enjoy Christmas. Fauci wants you to be on a prison planet. Fauci hates Trump. Fauci hates God. And by proxy, Fauci hates you. I'm saying you have to make up your mind for yourselves, people. Um, we're almost getting into an every man for himself type of situation. I'm not going to sit and argue with the, with the Clay Travises of the world. I'm not going to sit and argue with the Alex Joneses of the world. We've seen that Alex Jones got sued. And he's going to take a huge hit because it's entertainment. And someone took him seriously. And someone finally felt that he was doing things that were libelous. So they sued that arse. Well, when does it end with COVID? Because I sat and listened to Clay Travis tell people over and over again not to get vaccinated. The vaccines were stupid. And therefore the weak. And maybe Clay Travis, who's in shape and has a lot of money and is young, maybe he doesn't need it. But you listening, he doesn't know your situation. You do understand that most of the people that are anti-vaxxers have been vaxxed. Like most of the people that work for Fox News, they've been vaccinated. Even some of these rappers that are talking about anti-vax, they've been vaccinated too. You also understand that these filthy, rotten, rich people, when they get COVID, when Trump got COVID, he got the Regeneron. He got the hydroxychloroquine, whatever it's called. They're getting the best drugs. Giuliani got the best drugs. These people are getting better drugs than you. You, Skippy, that lives in a one-bedroom apartment or a mobile home, a double-wide mobile home, you can't afford the $40,000 infusion because you don't have that money. So these people will lead you astray. These false prophets will lead you astray. These Laodicean false prophets will lead you astray. And they'll tell you what you shouldn't do for their political gain. Meanwhile, they have the best treatment and the highest quality vaccinations. They got the drugs that aren't even on the market yet because they're rich. And they're and either way, they're gassing up the G4. 
while you may live or you may not live. So I've said repeatedly, but where are the false prophets? With the proliferation of such misinformation and disinformation, and they say that Facebook tries to clip it and all of that. Facebook and Instagram, I know it is funny, Facebook and Instagram were down a couple days ago. And people were, were really in a in a tizzy over that. Might be the world might be a better place if whoever hacked into Facebook and Instagram had had hit the nuke button. I know that I know that Zuckerberg lost seven seven bill. So he's down from 125 to like 117 bill. I'm sure that he's have a pity party over that. But all of the misinformation and disinformation that you see on social media, that stuff is deliberate. That's out there to misdirect you. That's like the triple option for a sports take. It's a, that's out there to give you misdirection and confuse you. The enemy, the adversary, the devil, he, he operates within confusion. He wants you to be confused. And I'm saying, I'm trying to be a voice of reason, telling people, whatever you do, whether you believe, whatever you believe, whatever you don't want to believe, research the data. Stop shaming people. Stop politicizing. Research the data, especially with COVID. Look at what's best for you. Make the best decision for your family and yourself. But don't let somebody make the other decision for you because... A lot of these people that are anti-vax, especially, they might be really healthy. It's easy for an anti-vax person to say, well, I'm really healthy. I run, I run 10 miles a day. Well, you eat four bags of Doritos a day. So you, you're, not, you're not in the same boat that that person's in. And when it's these politicians, Ted Cruz, Trump, all of these people, when they've had COVID... They get the best treatment at Walter Reed Hospital that money can buy. You, you get an oxygen tank and a 15-hour wait to get into the ICU. I've seen it with my own eyes. Throwback Thursday, I have an interview, a good old-school interview back in the Dave and Buster's days in Glendale, Arizona. Me and my man Rampage talking to Let's Go Champ, Shannon Briggs, the former lineal heavyweight champion of the world. You don't want to miss that interview. Lance J. Show. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence. The Heisenberg of broadcast radio. The Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III host of the Lance J Radio Network. U.S. Hunger is embarking on a new initiative that will reshape the healthcare panorama. Having shipped food to over 150,000 homes, they are aligning with Medicare Advantage plans to enhance quality, risk adjustment, and star ratings. Many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness, such as diabetes, hypertension, and COPD, also live within food deserts. U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That's ushunger.org. Do you know the importance of a sky page up? Those who don't believe, see you lay behind. Got a sky page, it's on all the time. Hurry up and get yours, cause I got mine. Especially if you do shows, they're coming fine. If you're with a G and you're sipping wine, eating catchatory with a twist of lime. Gotta meet your lover at a quarter to nine. Joint Bob Base, then you get your hind. If you get your hind, then mine's is next. The S the Sky page really stands for seven. Back on the last day, Radio Network. Kicking it out here at Dave and Buster's. Like I said, I got my man Rampage yeah. with me. Got got 
Got my man TJ Super with me. Yo, TJ, tell me, tell me a little bit about your business. Ramp said that that you're really killing the industry, and you really, you really got your streams up. And, yeah, and and getting how did you how did you build your business? Like, what did you start from? Man, what what is your focus? Like, drop some knowledge on on me personally, definitely, and and also some of the listeners definitely definitely yo big salute of course you know what I'm saying to Rampage and of course salute to you again you know what I'm saying for having me on the air um, I, yeah I run Radio Super Radio I'm a, Super I'm gonna cut, cut you off cause yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got a, we got a, we got we got a, a big, big player call. on the phone we should so, take that call we should do so that we gotta we got take that call so so for those listening man so we got a special guest we doing it we doing it big we got got former heavyweight champion of the world you're talking about one of the one of the the, the all time great uh, fighters, not just champion of the world, but lineal champion Brooklyn style of the world. That means that means that he beat the man that beat the man that beat the man. So it's great having you on the show, uh, Mr. Briggs. Uh, thanks for joining the Lance Day Radio Network. What's popping with you? Oh man, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, all is well, man. Twenty twenty, baby, we made it, and uh, you know we're looking forward to a great year. I'm actually going to be fighting soon. We got a sports and entertainment company. Nice. Rampage, you know, Paige can tell you all about it. We got a lot of things going on. We got new merchandise. And we really taking on a lot of uh, charities this year. We really coming out with, you know, uh, fighting, fighting, fighting poverty, fighting homelessness. Nice. And, you know, you know, we really putting that behind the campaign. We just really, really having fun and motivating people around the world, you know what I mean? So tell us, tell us, I mean, tell the fans that, that are listening the sweet science isn't followed as much as it should be and as it used to be. So me growing up, I was definitely into the fights, watching Ali late in his career, watching Larry Holmes, and then into the Tyson era. If you are the heavyweight champion of the world, and, and you are, especially if you are a unified champion like yourself and have multiple belts, you are considered to be the baddest man on the planet. But now with UFC, you know, I think box is more Floyd Mayweather, it's more of the smaller guys. Tell us a little bit about your career, how you got into boxing, and just as you matriculated into to really being a successful fighter, being one of the first, you know, you and Lennox, one of the first super giant men, you know, 6'4", 250, in the ring welling on each other. Tell us a little bit about your career. Oh, well, you know, um, I started, you know, I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn, born and raised. Uh, Shout out to I, BK. I yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I lived in East New York as well, East Flatbush, Flatbush, so I'm a real Brooklyn knight, but I'm originally from Brownsville, the same neighborhood as Mike Tyson and Riddick Bow. Oh. Um, and, you know, basically, you know, I, I came up as a teenager and, you know, fighting in the streets of Brooklyn. And then um, I eventually made it to the gym, sorry, to the boxing gym, where I met Jimmy O'Farrell. And, you know, Jimmy O basically took me under his tutelage. And within the next three to four years, I was in the Olympic team, doing, you know, doing pretty good. And, and then I embarked on my full career in 1992. Okay. I was trained by, uh, you know, by Teddy Atlas. Teddy Atlas, the great uh, Teddy, the great Teddy Atlas, the great, yes, that's man, legendary. Great Teddy Atlas, yes, no doubt. And then um, I later on went to meet in the in, in the retired group coming in '97 for the linear heavyweight title. Mm, mm, uh, mm. I, you know, I I took some bumps in the road. I lost my belt to Lennox Lewis a year later, but I came back and won it again in 2000. I think it was five. But since 2006, I won a title again, the WBO title. 
against certain rivals. So mm. it's been it's been a you know it's been a it's been a great career ups and downs, but um, obviously it hasn't been enough, you know. What what about uh, so a lot of people you know if you if you haven't seen Shannon Briggs fight which which I've seen many of your fights incredible incredible like I said you were you and Lennox were the first guys that were just you know bigger than life like these Real guys tough, are right? like six five and and two fifty and ripped you know not not like Joe Frazier who was a smaller guy great heavyweight but you know right. Rocky Marciano right. these guys that were five eleven even Mike even Iron Mike was five eleven six feet tall. You were Deontay Wilder before Deontay Wilder, many people say. Like you eighty eight percent of your of your wins were knockouts or technical knockouts. You were really one of those people that would put people to sleep in you the ring. Now that was your hold up, you got knocked the fuck out. That was your that was your claim to right. fame was putting people to, to sleep. sleep. Tell us about right. just your fighting style and you know, I think going with the whole BK, being from Brooklyn, being from a place where, where people really were strong and had to be physical and, and, and had to be just mentally tough. What was the type of spirit that you brought with you into the ring where you weren't really that dude that was gonna let people go twelve rounds? You was gonna put them to sleep in third or fourth round. No doubt. Do we have a good connection you guys Yeah. Turn your phone okay, up too. Turn your phone up too. How, how's that? How about now? Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, we sir. good. Go ahead. Uh, well, basically, you know, um, you know, I had, I, you know, just because, um, you know, I, I was born as a man, and I had to fight. So one of my main things was I had to make, I had to get the fight over with. I had to like, I, I was always worried about going the late round, so I had to jump on dudes, man, wow. and, and make it happen. So. You know, I was I was like the master of the snuff game. You feel me? <laughs> so I, I I jump out on you quick. Right, 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 right. So, you know, I, I got uh, I don't know how people know, but they say it's the most in history. So I'm leading right now. You know. Definitely. So tell us, tell us, uh, you know, for those just joining us, we we chopping it up on the phone. We out here at Dave and Buster's. Got to get the Dave and Buster's plug, our, our sponsor and, and new home. But we got former lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Mr. Shannon Briggs, Brownsville's finest NYC, is on the phone chopping it up with the with the Lance J Radio Network crew. What are you doing these days? Now, Ramp says that you're still in really good shape. He says that you could still take somebody out, you know, put somebody to bed, Nyquil somebody right now. Um, what what do you have set up? You said that you're about to fight again, and, and Ramp has been kind of talking about some businesses that y'all been working together and, and really plugging, like, that next-level stuff. What What is Shannon Briggs working on in 2020? Oh, man. Well, I'm working right now with uh, Scott Hurst, who's uh, uh, my, my, my manager, we reunited after a few after about ten I was actually with Scott when I won the title in two thousand six. Mm. We both kinda like, you know, we went we went separate ways. We we back together now. We uh we got the Let's Go Champ, you know, popping off. We just bought a, a, a new band that we rap. So we're doing a lot of different things actually this nice. week. I'm gonna be uh, at the Panthers game in Florida at a hockey game, you know. You know, dropping the puck for the for the for the game. So we, we really stand wow. busy. We really try to bring a lot of awareness to the people about. You know what I'm saying? Stand positive suffering. I've suffered depression like myself in the past. I was suffering from major depression, and I made a comeback and mm. lost 168 pounds. And you know, that's part of my story. So these these are the things that we you know we talk about. 
about, you know, overcoming depression, about not giving up, eating right, enjoying life, man, because you're short. You feel me, Sam? Man, that's 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 amazing, um, and I don't want to take too much of your time. But if you could share a little bit, you know, I think guys like me that that follow sports and do radio, you know, we see someone like you that's on top of the world, heavyweight champion. You know, how can he be depressed? How can he's getting all the girls? You know, he's he's walking around. He's a god walking the earth. You know, got the body of a god. Got the the money that that heavyweight prize fighters make. Got all the ladies. Got all the properties. Traveling the world. Uh, tell us a little bit about the depression and, and if you feel comfortable and how you were able to overcome that because I think that's a great story and a great encouraging story for our listeners. Uh, no doubt. Well, you know, I want to say about 10 years back, I'm 40 years old. I mean, well, actually, I'm 48. About eight years ago was when I made my uh, my comeback. I was mm-hmm. 40. Uh, two years prior to that, three, two, three years prior to that, I had walked away from boxing, uh, bad management, bad business dealings. It was really solid for the game. I actually won a marketing a marketing job that was a very good job. And during that process, I was eating a lot. Mm. I was uh, you know, I was not happy with how things ended with me in the ring. Mm. And uh, I think I think it was a, it was a it was a, a combination of things. To be honest with you, I thought I, 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 not not excluding my childhood. You know what I'm saying? I had a rough childhood. You know. Uh, my mom, me and my mom, my mom's single parent, we were, I was homeless as a teenager. So, you know, making it in a struggle was always deep within. And then my mom died of a heroin overdose on my birthday. So all these things wow. were built inside me. And this wow. was a lot of my anger that was coming out of the ring. But over time, you know what I'm saying, no matter who you are, these things you can, can, can break you. So what happened was I was suffering from major depression. I was eating a lot. And it got to the point where I was just, I was so depressed, I was thinking about suicide, man. And man. Um, it got to where my, it, I was prescribed, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, depression meditation, and it only made it worse. So it wasn't until uh, I basically got myself together, I started training, working out, changed my diet, changed my friends, changed my, what I watched on television, what I listened to, you know, everything. Well, like I said, it was a total diet, not just food diet, it was everything, music diet. Uh, television diet. Mm. I had to put myself to change my surroundings and everything I was people I was around. And this is what I was able to uh, to lose 168 pounds. I came up with the monster Let's Go Champ. Uh, and I and used basically as, as as my uh my get up and go, my, my night to button when I was down and out and I was depressed. I didn't have the entourage around me anymore. The money was gone, the friends were gone. And I was say to myself, let's go champ let's go champ to motivate myself and that's where it's just that's what birthed it and um I've been doing it ever since eight years now and I, I think it was high 80s for boxing but now it's 2020 and I'm back champ I'm looking forward to um, you know coming back and shocking the world becoming the oldest heavyweight champion in boxing history well man I, I just it's just I got so many questions I would yes, ask I will you not, and yes I will and yes I will knock Wilder out flat out I like it <laughs> I like it. I like it. I know. I know. I yo, know. Yo, if you two fight, go, I know somebody's gonna get knocked said, out. That I wow. know. My brother wow. just said he's gonna get knocked the f- right. out. Wow. So and so, I'm gonna be right gay. there with him. Somebody. Somebody. They don't know. Get let's go champ. If, if him and Wilder get in the ring, so I feel bad for that ref. That could be. That could be a fatality. That could be a fatality. I'm gonna be right there with my brother because both Briggs and Wilder got that devastating right hand. I'm gonna be right there. Unbelievable. All I gotta say is. 
Devastating. Devastating. Wow. All I got to say is let's go, champ. Let's go, That's champ. it. Yo, let's man, go, it's great having you on the show. We definitely got to do it again. You know, you get much, you going to get love from, from Landstate Radio Network and Rampage. You know, me and Rampage, we really, we really building in this game, taking this game over. So we appreciate you coming on, and, and we're going to keep following you and showing you love, man. Thanks for coming on the show, champ. We greatly appreciate it. Ah, uh, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Let's go, champ. Definitely. Yep. I love you, bro. Paragon. Paragon. Seven. Seven. Studios. Studios.